episode number 109 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, you're sitting down there with some, uh, some diluting juice, I think, in your a bucket of donuts, eh? <laughs> Talking about right. having a down week. You're wrong on one part that you say, you say that, but uh, as you can see, I'm, I'm standing up, mate. I'm at a standing desk now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that. I'm glad you. I'm glad you're wearing some pants. Uh, I, I, I hear at the the awards night for the Metro Virtual Awards night, you were just sitting in your pants. Eh? You got you had a fancy blazer on and just a <laughs> pair of boxer shorts on. People only care what you on in the world of video calling. People only care about what you've gone got on above the waist. You know. <laughs> But yeah, as, so as you, so yeah, no, I'm well. Um, as you, as you've just pointed out, or as I've pointed out, I'm actually. This kind of goes back to something I was talking about earlier on in an earlier episode. Is yeah, I've, I've got a little standing desk converter. So frustrated at sitting at my little desk at home, working from home, I bought one of these, and I can only I can only describe it to you and the listeners. But it's basically like a small uh, rectangle that you put on top of your desk, and it just raises up. And down on the desk, so I can sit the oh. stand. And it's been—I've been having some issues with my—not issues, but my knee and my glute have been a bit tight, and I just feel quite cramped. So this thing wasn't that expensive, like something like sixty quid. I'm going to be working on for a while now. So yeah, it feels like a good investment, you know. Oh, nice. Did your work no pay for it? I'm going to try and claim it from work, of course. <laughs> but you can't put a price on your fitness, though, you know. Well, that's it. Yeah, you—you've got to have a healthy body, healthy mind. So are you. <laughs> I'm I'm okay. I'm uh, I'm just sitting here. Well, I'm I'm sitting, folks. Um, you know, I'm a little bit more, uh, a bit lazier than Tom uh, with my Peaky Blinder Pale Ale. I'm scraping nice. the barrel. I've got no beer left, Tom. So I had to. This is a home bargains delight. This one. <laughs> oh dear! You can tell that we. You can tell that our. our um, you know, we're we're no longer working with a uh, with a previous uh, brewery who we did enjoy working with. But actually, so one cool thing to kick off the show. Then this week, episode one hundred and nine, the show is brought to you by Tribe Sports. It is, and uh, I. Uh, well, you you were you you've been out presenting your 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 t-shirt socially distancing, of course. Um, I think it was yeah. Well, did you get the same one I did. It was blue. I did. Blue I I did. Yeah. So I mean, for listeners who don't know uh, about Tribe Sports, Tribe Sports are a company who are they're a British-based running clothing company, and they they do some really good kit. And we've uh, they provide us uh, their Endure T-shirt to review, which we will talk about later on the show. But they're one of the, you know one of their main pushes at the moment. I think we're really we've talked a lot about it in the podcast, and it's great. Is a sort of it's sustainability and and you know, trying to make running a more sustainable sport, and the the endure range and the t-shirt we'll review is part of their performance range. That's um, made, you know, it's, it's designed to protect our environment, and as they say, it's it's uh, you know, tackling the issues that matter to our tribe head on, and for the love of the run, for the good of the planet, which is which is great. And these t-shirts are actually made out of um, recycled British plastic, which is cool. It was really cool, and now I um I got to try it out yesterday. I did a cheeky wee tempo on the on on one of the trails near nearby, and I, I initially I thought it wouldn't really be that breathable. It was quite a humid day yesterday. It just felt a little bit like, nah, it's, this isn't going to be that breathable for what I'm doing. And the moment you know after mile ten, I was sweating, but I I just felt like I had didn't really have any anything on me. You know it. It didn't feel like I was 
I didn't feel that I had to take it off or anything like that. So I was quite quite impressed by how um, how moisture wicking it was, uh, and it felt really good. It felt it's got a real kind of silky kind of material and felt really good, really smart. Um, and uh, yeah, I was delighted to to finish the rep with my taps on top, Tom. Nice. So there you go. It's doing favours for the people around you as well. They get to see that. But you know, I think exactly. it's um, I, I, yeah, I've been really impressed and that the to discover that it it is made out of recycling recycled material. I mean, I, I, you know, it just shows where we are as a, sort of in the world. That you when you think of if you buy recycled paper quite often, you remember years ago when we were kids, recycled paper would always be the really crappy quality paper. You know, was, <laughs> yeah. and and but now you think you know, but that is it's probably. It's one of the best, if not the best, T-shirt I, I've got in my drawer now, and really good quality for from recycled materials. I think it's really, it's really good. I like there's a kind of like that. There's like a breathable, breathable triangle on the on the yeah. chest, which is yeah. pretty cool. Um, and and yeah, I've been I've been really impressed with it. So I've actually done a couple of runs. I did a I haven't actually done a template. You have. But I've done a long run, and uh, I've run I ran on a hot on a, one of our scorching days last week, and then also the last couple of days have been so grim and humid and misty oh. so i've given really taken it through its um through its paces and and yeah really i'm 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 really enjoying wearing it ah it's been really good so yeah that so yeah anyone who wants to get involved um and have a look at their kit we'll add it to the show notes and um and yeah check out the website and just their story behind it it's really good and yeah good to support british brands but also support the the environment as well Absolutely, and one thing you know we should uh, we should throw in there is that um, Tribe Sports they're uh, they're they're offering a, a discount to TRS listeners actually. So if you would like to go to, yeah, as Kyle says, tribesports.com, you can you can buy their any of their kit with a discount code TRS10 as always, which will give you a ten percent off, and that is valid till the end of June. So um, yeah, you know, support us. We, you know, we really appreciate you supporting us by supporting our sponsors. So, if you're in the, if you're looking for gear right now, we would highly recommend them. Um, and if you're looking to, to, you know, to contribute to change in terms of sustainability and running, then again, we'd absolutely uh, recommend that you get on it. But we'll talk a bit about the the t-shirt when we get into our training, I guess. Absolutely, Tom. So, so well, what what's the training been like then? Last week, you've. Uh... And you know it's, it doesn't seem to be that that great from what I'm from what I'm seeing. You know you're you're standing up, your your knees falling to bits, your glutes feeling sore, you're eating donuts. Like, is this the mm, end for Tommy? Well, I mean, I, you know, you know me, mate. I'm donuts is eating donuts is not a it's quite a common thing for me. Friday, you know, the, re- the week Friday's your donut day though. Usually, it? so I bought I bought a pack of six on um on Friday, and this pack is still here. So it's Monday evening. I'm just chomping one now. The week's training was was all right. I was, as I said last week, I went for a down week. I was feeling really heavy legged the week before. So I look back at my kind of training, and I uh, I realized I haven't had. I've just been on it since, like. You know, pretty much the start of the year. Actually, I haven't really backed off. I've only had one race, that lossy mouth tailwind race. So, I haven't really had a, even had a race to back off with, back off from. So, I kind of thought a down week would be good. So, I knocked the mileage back a wee bit. I mean, my last few weeks have been eighty to eighty, eighty to ninety miles. So, last week I took it right back down to sixty miles. Uh, did a just no sessions, just easy runs with uh, with strides running a couple of the end of them. Um, the legs feel a little bit better. They're they're still. I still feel pretty loaded, but I, actually today I felt 
quite um, as good as I felt in a while, actually. And do you know what was good, actually? I, I made the most of this of the relaxed guidelines and ran with a few of the boys, um, with, well, I say boys, one-on-one, you know, three days in a row, different, different mate, which was good. Um, and do you know what? Not much to report, really. Just a pretty st- standard rate running week. But again, I kind of think 16 weeks till London, uh, if it happens or not, I'm, I'm very doubtful. We'll come to that. Um, 25 weeks till Valencia, so now is not a bad time to take a week off and hopefully reach, excuse me, recharge and, and crack on. And did you get any, uh, were you on the D-side line again? Did you take my <laughs> advice and go at five in the morning instead of... I didn't go anywhere near the D-side line. I was, <laughs> I ran I, mainly around, mainly, I went into town a couple of times running with some of the boys, um, ran, yeah, ran around here, ran in the woods, ran around West Hill, but yeah, stayed away from the D-side line. Mind you, the weather is so grim at the moment, I don't think the D-side line would be too bad. <laughs> it wouldn't be that bad, yeah. I mean, we... Well, I did. I did this morning. I did a. I did an eighteen miler. Um, nice, very nice. Really lumpy. It was a, a sort of point to point. So I ran from Africa to, to Tarland, um, mm-hmm. and then uh, Debbie. I got. I got picked up by Debbie there. Um, so that was quite good. But I ended up getting to the top of Press and Die, which is one of the, you've you've been. You've done the Press and Die hill race and. It was a bit um, misty up top, Tom, and, and you know, and I, it's been a while since I've been ventured that far, and I ended up running the wrong way down the hill, and thinking it was only going to be a 30 miler, and I was gonna, it was, I ended up going, I think it was about four miles out, out of Tarland, so I ended up like going, shit, I might be meeting Debbie in like 10 minutes, I've got four <laughs> miles to go, so I just tempoed it back, back down to Tarland. <laughs> nice. Oh, God, it was an absolute nightmare. So it was meant to be a kind of steady long run, which turned into a progressive. Uh, nice. But it was good. It was good fun. It was um, it was really humid, though. Uh, but I ended up wearing, like, just Zoom flies as well. I don't know. I thought it was going to be mainly on roads and trails, but a couple of heathery bits I had to overcome. So it wasn't the greatest, Tom, but nonetheless, uh, it was it was a good a good day of running for me. And, um, and last week, was it? Last week was a decent week for me as well. Um, I'm not sure what my mileage was. It was probably about 80 to 90, 85 miles for that week. Nice. That week. Um, a couple of like faster paced sessions in. I had like a bit of bad news, personal news. Um, so it, it was a little bit, a little bit off the gas in terms of like any structure really. It was just getting going out and and seeing how I feel and kind of going 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 with that rather than just having right I'm going to do this at this time uh, it was it was a little bit a little bit more like we'll, we'll go out and, and run and hopefully it'll if it doesn't happen it doesn't happen and um, mm-hmm. that was quite good and uh, yeah this week's been kind of today has been a, a day of planning again day of getting back in the bandwagon and getting uh, yeah getting things ready for this this uh, BHAG we, uh, we uh, set myself, eh? Um, so we have, we have, I suppose that's a great, a great sort of segue into talking about the BHAG. So if anyone missed last week's episode, I revealed that I'm going to run 24 hours on a treadmill and attempt to try and uh, get as close to that world record as I can, which for me, um, but the, the main reason is raising money for charity, Chaz, uh, children's charity, which uh, for, for children with life limiting condition, life shortening conditions, 
and, and secondly, the Gethin Bedwards Foundation. So both charities I'm going to raise money for, and um, yeah, it's a massive challenge for me. I'm I'm scared scared shitless. I haven't really um, yeah, I haven't I haven't really treadmill. I don't think. So so to get like yeah to to get over that fear is going to be massive, um, and I'm looking forward to doing that. You know, it's one of the reasons I want to do it and. Um, and a lot of my training is going to be on the treadmill, but it's also going to be on outside in the flat. And uh, as I mentioned, started I've got a strength program ready, and I've started doing that, which is good. So I'm feeling my core today, Tom. My lower abs are in, nice. in tatters, so I'm going to have to get that all strong and all ready for the repetitive movement for 24 hours. So it's going to be exciting times. It's, um, you know, as, as I said, I, I was, Carol and I caught up on Sunday, which was good in the flesh, and we had a bit of a chat about it. First time we've had some, because, you know, I mean, it's funny, we, we, we podcast every week, but it's, you know, we're both racing from work, we're getting dinner, and Carol's sorting out family stuff, so it was quite nice to actually have a proper, to actually catch up on Sunday, and we debated, we talked a lot about the, the BHAG, and super exciting. Really yeah, is. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I go in waves of, on one day, I'm like, I mean, I'm genuinely, generally always super pumped for you, but some days I'm like, Oof, that's a, that is, is that, is that's a big ask. Then the next day, <laughs> day I'll think, you know, 840s, yeah, he can run that. You, you know, he's, it's going to be a big job, but, you know, I think whatever, what's clear is you need to do the work. That's I the know. Thing. Well, that's it. And that, I think that's uh, the exciting part of it. One, one thing, and I will reveal it to the listeners, there's been um, one... Grant McDonald, who's a fantastic uh, ultra runner um, in, in the GB team, he he emailed us to just to obviously give us give us or give me the support and and also just to mention he saw there was um, an article I think Robbie Britton he mentioned it to Robbie Britton and, and he said that there's someone a Hungarian guy has apparently ran 180 miles on the treadmill in January, <laughs> yeah. which is. Uh, so there's me thinking, 164 miles, 840 a mile, 180 odd miles is record. It means I'm going to have to go from 840 a mile to 805 a mile it's mental. for 24 hours. Absolutely mental. Which is crazy. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to admit, I must admit, folks, I was pretty flat when I heard that. Um, but at the same so, time, I don't know if it's ratified yet. I don't know how true well, that is. Can I can I say something? I, ever since you, I saw that email from from Grant, I've been thinking about this, right? But do you know what? Last two years ago, I went to a we had a talk at work by um, uh, Mark Beaumont, right? Oh yeah. So yeah you know yeah. Mark Beaumont cycled around the world. Now Bar- yeah. Mark Beaumont didn't just beat that record; he absolutely annihilated it. Now he talked a lot about it was you know it was obviously aimed at businesses and discussing you know from yeah. a you know team building all that, but he said. You don't, you know, he didn't plan just to beat that record. I can't remember his exact time, but he didn't plan, say, you know, it was 180 or something days to get to get uh, to get around the world. He didn't just say, right, I want to do it 179, or whatever. He decided to look at cycle around the world as a new pl- and make up his own plan and say, not how do I how it's not a case of how do I. So for you, it's not a case of how do I run 181 miles or how do I run 166 miles, whichever is the record. It's a case of looking at what is the fastest you can what is the furthest you can run on a treadmill in 24 hours? And I think if you look at like, look at it like that, then the rest will take care of itself. And you, you know, you yeah. build your own plan, your own pace plan. You might, and you know, because if, I think if you tie yourself too much to, I've got to run a certain time, I think you, you might risk not going as far as you could, or you might end up 
you know what I mean? I think I, I really think you should maybe That's just look at your turn to you know forget the other people's times. What is the how? What's the furthest you can make your own plan and whatnot strategy to run on a treadmill? Yeah, I like it. I'm I'm taking notes as we speak live on TRS. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Because so, you might because so and because I, I was thinking about your pacing. You you we, you know you were saying last week. Okay, eight, say it's eight forties. Is the is that is that record? Even then, even and you usually said on Sunday you need to take breaks and whatnot. So I guess you can't. It's difficult just to pace it to say right. My aim is to go, is to run, is to do that. Um, yeah, and then break it by four hundred meters. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, and and do you know? I, and and that, maybe I didn't get that across last week. I'm I'm entirely. I, I mean, I think it, it, it's a challenge. It's a world record. Their world records are meant to be broken and. Um, and I might get nowhere near it, but I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to raise money for charity. I've got nothing else to lose. And uh, if, yeah, if it is 180 miles, then so be it. If it's if it becomes official that it is that, then, yeah, you're right. You know, maybe I will look at what I think I can do and just go for it. So You know, even like, and, you know, even to go, to go back on that Mark Bowman example, he was, so he rode, and I can't find the actual... The original one, but I, th- I think I've seen the record was like 130 or 140 miles, 130, 140 days ago in the world. And he did it in 80 yeah. or 78 or something. So, like, you know, absolutely smashed it. So, even little things like, because I remember he looked at like when he got off a flight, he his bike, he got straight on his bike and started riding. And his team dealt with all the, he had all the pre, all the like the paperwork for arriving in, say, Australia, yeah. all pre planned. So, for you, little things like, can you recover and have your drinks and food whilst walking on the treadmill? So that you're constantly, you know what I mean? So instead yeah, of just shutting yeah. down, you know, can you, joking aside, can you take a piss on the treadmill? So can yeah. someone give you a bottle and you 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 bring it back down to your yeah. wall? I mean, every, it's going to get to the stage bad. where every, everything is going, can you, you know, everything's going to count. And actually, if you can recover at 15 minute miling, that means you can spend, you can cover a mile in a 15 minute recovery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than just getting into yeah. a chair. Now, and these are, I think these are the type of things you need, if you need to think about. Is how do you yeah. look at this as a, right, you've got 24 hours and you need to look at how do you best plan it. I mean, we yeah. were saying on the weekend, maybe you do, do you do a hard hour, easy hour? I, I don't know, but I, I, think, I think there's actually, I, I think the way you plan it is going to be a huge drive in, how, in how, you, how you do this, rather than just saying, are you in shape to run 840s for 24 hours, you know? Yeah. I like it. Notes, uh, planning, planning starts today. Tom, nice. just gave me a, a hugely motivational, inspiring speech there. Standing I'm up, gonna, you know. Standing like up, it. yes. <laughs> I'm gonna find you the mark. I'm gonna I'm find you that mark Beaumont. <laughs> Anyways, really, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I might, I'm gonna keep thinking. I'll keep mulling this over my runs, and any, any, any brain farts, I'll send them uh, your way. Honestly, brain farts, go give them to me. Because, <laughs> as you say, it was really cool for of Grant to get in touch. It was. It was really cool. So he gave me some good advice and a, a couple of uh, stalwarts to to chat to Robbie Britton and, and Adrian Stott as well. So um, I'll be hopefully getting in touch with them at some point and trying to get some words of wisdom. But not only you know Grant McDonald's a fantastic twenty four hour runner too, and I'm not oh, taking yeah. any. You know, he's he's done it. He's been there and he's. I, I haven't. I, I haven't done a 24-hour run, run like this, so it might not be for me, but do you know what? It's, if it isn't, it isn't. You know, I'm, I'll, I'll do what I can, and I'll do my best to try and get as close to that record as I can. So 
Um, so yeah, so this week the I'm hoping that the fundraising page will be ready. So if you do want to donate, um, I'll put the link in the show notes. So yeah, feel free to um, yeah donate to the char- fantastic charities, Gathimba Edwards Foundation and Children's Charity Chats. It's um, one thing I've been wondering is, are you gonna? I mean, I, I assume we're gonna hook you up on Zwift so that people around the world can join you for a, a oh, bit of it. If I can get my foot pod to work, Tom, I'll be on. <laughs> don't worry, I'll get I'll get it working for you. Don't you worry. We'll get that. that I think that'd be pretty cool to have hundred, a couple of hundred TRS listeners jumping in for a chat. How many laps of Utopia would that be? Oof, I don't know. I mean, mind you, I know I've seen some cyclists will cover. 100 miles you know 100, 100 250 miles in a in a ride so it can't be that you might you uh, the challenge would be could you run every every inch of watopia oh that'd be brilliant yeah i mean 100 i still can't get over that through into my head 160 something like it can be between 140 to 180 miles 100 who knows what i'll do but that's that's crazy isn't it like yeah. to run that in 24 hours do you not know, like that that's like from here to the end of what to Glad- Lanark or something would it be? That's mental. <laughs> it's, it's a hell of a long way. It's a hell of a long time. I'm I'm trying to see if I can find anything about the Watopia. I'll look at that offline. See, there, we'll we'll definitely get something sorted out. Oh. And also, I mean, the other thing is, you're are you? I mean, you've got weeks. Maybe you can follow this up on future episodes. But you're gonna, you know, how will you? What time of day do you start? How do you work? You know, are you gonna do? You, I don't. Do you taper for something like this? Do you? Are you gonna? You know, how do you? How do you eat? Do you? you know, yeah. Do you f- I, I, it's all the the sort of things that I've potentially learned over the years of running, and and also things that I'm gonna have to research and see what works for me. And I've started looking at what runners do in the, in the run up to like a big championship. Some of the ultra runners, twenty four hour runners on Strava, and reading some articles. And old man Dave also sent me a, a really good article yesterday um just to chat you know the differences between running on a treadmill versus running outside which is a really interesting, interesting. article as well um so there's a lot of, lot of good stuff out there it's, is that there's almost too much information um when you, you start researching it all you know um and, and that's interesting kinda, and what sort of fueling am i going to be am i going to be you know on gels the whole time am i going to be on solids half I, who knows um how much what should they be consuming? You know, what also like the optimal temperature for running? Like, if I'm in a, in, is it better to be in a, you know, a cooler environment, in a in a studio, or should I be in the gym? And you know, what's the temperature going to be in there? And uh, you know, what what's the the treadmill going to be like as well? Should I get a, you know, the, the pre-core treadmill? Is it going to be better than quicker or slower than a, a another treadmill type, like a Woodway, for example? Who knows? So many variables. Uh, when you surely, start with, surely the type of treadmill depends on which treadmill sponsor wants to get on board with your challenge. <laughs> exactly. Give you some free kit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's it's all exciting, but it's something to keep me ticking over, ticking over, I suppose. That's cool. No, I'm I'm very uh, I'm very excited about it. And actually, this the, I think until we hear otherwise, the the Hungarian guy, I'm not having any of it. <laughs> no, I, don't. I don't believe it until I see a certificate I don't believe it and you know what like if it does if it is if it is true and it is official then I'm still I'm not nothing changes I think quite right, I think, quite right. I think you, you, like, like you say a treadmill can you just don't know what 
what his treadmill was like. Maybe it is quicker in a treadmill versus outside. I don't know what my my yeah. my ability is in a twenty four hour run. So um, until I know all that, then you know I need to find that out as time progresses. But I'll be exciting nonetheless. Eh? Absolutely, it'll be an no, epic fail though. It's either going to be awesome, or it's going to be a, an, an epic fail, and that'll be highly entertaining too. Well, it won't be that. I mean, I think it'll be. <laughs> It's only been an epic fail, but I mean, one thing I find interesting is so this will be your third, like super long, event. You know, about after the Yorkshire Moors and UTMB. So, this is very different. It's in a controlled environment and whatnot. Yeah. I, what What are your key? And you don't have to answer now. It'll be something for you to mull over. But the key learnings from those two events to take into this. You know, the first, you know, because even the hundred k is actually the hundred k was only what six six hours something like that, six fifty. Yeah. So in hindsight, child's play compared to. 24. Yeah. I think the key thing is like those big runs have been doing have been, um, have not really been about pace or anything. It's just about effort. And, and I suppose that it's an element of that running for 24 hours in a flat, but um, it's up and down hills. And, you know, and I think a, a lot of what I, I didn't have was that elevation in my legs and the strength mm-hmm. for running uphill, running downhill and that, continuous change of of running action whereas for this one the control's entirely upon me to run on the flats run on the treadmill and get used to that movement and, mm-hmm. and to adopt like a really good strength training program but also to maintain some speed as well in the legs like can't i think it's it's good and i said this last week it's good to still have a spectrum of pace that you can run at um and mm-hmm. that's something that I'm going to... So essentially, a lot of what my training might be like is in the build-up to the British 100K champs where I was you know, running marathon pace sessions and doing some longer runs uh, up to about 80 kilometers. So I'll probably do the same again. And like I said earlier, back-to-back runs and things, easy runs, but just more of them and you know, build the volume that way and, and, and adopt some you know, strength and mobility uh, as well. So yeah, but I'll, I'll, I'll probably, as time progresses, I'll no doubt have uh, some more sort of firm answers and also an account of what my training's like as well. And, and Maybe you could listen to the back catalogue of TRS for 24 hours. Exactly. You know, that's, that's more than 24 hours, Tom. No, it's true. <laughs> it's like, it is actually, yeah. It's like two weeks now. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, it must be mental. <laughs> oh, well, in the spirit of moving on then, eh? Well, um... I really, you know, we chatted about, well, we, you had Ron's part one interview on, um, and I was listening to that in my long run today, so it was brilliant. Yeah, I was really impressed by his history, you know, the, the account of his, um, you know, his experiences as, as a runner and, 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 you know, doing, what did he do, steeplechase and... He did everything. He did, it's like, everything. And that's what's amazing about him. He seemed to do yeah, everything. Shot you part, want, he did, yeah, was, yeah, but he wanted to be, he wanted to be an endurance athlete, but seemed to be doing everything except that initially. I, you know, I, I really, oh, really fun. enjoyed chatting with Ron, and yeah. you know, I, I think he's just, uh, yeah, just it was a real great discussion on, on, on a legend, but also on like club athletics, and it was interesting. You know, he gave, he was speaking about his friend Don McGregor. Obviously, really sad to hear yeah. about Don a couple weeks ago. I was really impressed. Like, I, I didn't realize how, um, you know, he was one of the pinnacle kind of game changers in, in the way Scottish athletics is, is governed now, eh? Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was incredible. Well, I didn't, I didn't realise, you know, it wasn't that long ago, like, you know, male 
male and female track athletics and cross country and that's crazy, crazy. Like, imagine crazy. that now <laughs> i know I, I mean really and that's what I, I was really cool to hear hear from someone who's not only been through that but was so as you say so involved in the change do you know what my favorite part of the we're, we're going to rambling but we'll, we'll, we'll give you part two in a minute listeners don't worry what i loved the last week was was uh, the fact that yp was the shortest serving <laughs> <laughs> president that was amazing <laughs> We need to get YP on. Quite soon, anyway. So yeah, uh, that'll be great. Other side of that. <laughs> so I was chatting to a couple of trotters last night, actually, on a Zoom call, and they were telling me that um, that someone set YP up now with a with a Zoom with a laptop and a mic and a camera and everything. So that's which is oh, good really? for us. It means that he was, so he'll be he'll be he'll be up for a, a call, which is good. Oh, but did the HPT guys do it for? To get on the TRS, some of us. No, I think I think there's an HPT weekly public <laughs> by virtual now, so that's obviously why that's been hooked up. But anyway, great. Um, that be, be really. Uh, you on? I'll be really good to get YP on. All right, definitely. Well, um, well, let's get part two on because I really it was a highly entertaining, uh, really insightful discussion you, you had with Ron. So uh, here's Ron again for part two. <laughs> You're now in your uh, second stint in, in the role as president of Scottish Athletics. How are you how, how finding the return into that role? Uh, I didn't intend to do it. It was Mark Monroe. <laughs> um, uh, Ian, Ian Beattie is retiring. The, the, the really honest reason for doing it is that the president appoints the next chair. And Mark, Mark persuaded me that they needed someone with a lot of experience to do that. So the chair job has changed enormously. It's very political now. Um, okay. And you have to remember that the chair, Ian has got another year to do. Um, and the chair is non-executive. That means they, they don't interfere with the day-to-day running of the, of the, of the, of the sport and the staff. Mm-hmm. That's the CEO's job. And Ian's very good at that. And Mark's remarkable what he's been doing. His greatest find I've had. I mean, Nigel was good. Uh, and I think, but I think the best thing he did was he hired a Mark. And Mark started all the club development stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, to be fair to Nigel, Nigel saw that that was needed. That's why he hired Mark um, uh, to do it. So there's, we've had two really good CEOs. Um, but now there comes a time that we have to replace Ian. Um, now, the, the, ga- the game has completely changed um, because you've got to be sitting with government, making sure you're getting the resource that you need from it. UKE is a complete and utter mess at the moment. Oh. Uh, compared yeah. to Scotland, it's just unbelievable. Um, yeah, shambles. The, bo- the board's is very well balanced and it's it's very interesting. It's not always in everybody's interest to agree with everything, but the, the board, that, the way it's operating is, um, they realize that you've got to give some time to get the whole thing better. They're really on the same side. Uh, whereas I've lived through days where nobody was on anybody's side. <laughs> so the, the job of the president is much, much easier this time. It's, it's nothing like um, as hard. And that's really why I said I would do it. But, of course, I can never stop t- 
tinkering with things and at the moment we're going through <laughs> all the um trying to formalize all the committees that we've got and stuff like that i'm doing that with mark um and, and trying to just make sure that everybody knows what they're supposed to be doing mm -hmm. a committee you know oh i've always done this there are, there are still some committees that we have that hark back to the 1960s s3s days because we've <laughs> always done it that way <laughs> no longer <laughs> we're coming for you <laughs> the grim reaper i like it and remember the last time <laughs> <laughs> But that's, I mean, I remember this, I mean, as an organisation, it's great that you there. I mean, that's the, the experience that you can, you still bring that again is is in, is invaluable. And yeah, we're. I think it's the the governing body. It's it's in a place a lot of, you know. I speak for our club, also. You know, both of us on here on the podcast as athletes. It's it's uh, it is a really a great place to be. Now the last the third hat we want to speak to. We want to speak about um, Ron Morrison, the coach. Which I think ah. is a really interesting, a really interesting um, hat for you to put on because we're, you know, there's been your experiences, the athletes you've worked up with. You've already alluded to a couple of the some of the athletes you've worked with. Um, how did you get into coaching, um, and when did you get into coaching? Well, not that long ago, I um, I never wanted to be a coach. I thought it was too hard. <laughs> I just. Like I don't like him, but I I don't know if you have heard of Dave Francis. Yes, I have. Dave Dave Francis is um, the person that's coached long in the club. He was coaching when he was uh, the club just formed. Uh, he's an endurance coach, and he looks after the youngsters. Um, the best of them just uh, just now is Anna Headley. Oh yes, um, I know the name. Yes, yeah, it's, 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 it's Dave. Um, and Dave came along to me one day and they said, I've got this really talented youngster who needs a coach to himself. Um, and I, I'm, and you're the one. And I said, I've never coached before. What do you mean I'm the one? Anyway, I was busy and I said, no, no, I can't do it now. So it took him about two years to wear me down. And I said, oh, oh all right then. Um, and he sent two other guys with him, Owen Green, um, and Owen's best was seventh in the national. So it was a good runner. Okay, okay, yeah, um, definitely. And uh, Chunky Liston, hill runner. Yes, uh, well, Kyle knows the name. I, I only know the, by name, but Kyle knows Chunky. Uh, Chunky joined, he was a student in St Andrews, and there was a couple of others that Dave sent along as well. And... Um, so that's when it started uh, with Andrew and I. So I went and got a coaching qualification. I'm only a grade two coach because I went to the, the grade three co uh, course and I thought, I know more than that already. And I can't be bothered with this and the time is valuable. <laughs> and I can learn it faster than they can teach it. In fact, I would be better giving it. <laughs> and it's costing me money. So I, I, I've never progressed there, but I, I read everything I could. And I'd worked um, as a boy, Alec Naylor, with Nat Muir. Um, Alec was the first coach I had. Oh, actually, Alan Scally was the first coach. Oh, wow. And these guys, you know how everybody talks about Lydiard? Mm -hmm. These guys were doing Lydiard stuff 
almost before Lydiard was. Lydiard became fa famous about it. Um, and I'd, I'd trained with people like uh, the Shettles and Fastpack, Dick Wedlock. There was, there was four of them could run under 29 minutes for 10k. Um, wow. So that, that was the team. That was the teams I, I got to be captain of, and I was able to select them. Which we <laughs> took <laughs> <laughs> one after the other. <laughs> anyway, the um, so I I must have picked up something from them um, because I I do listen, mm -hmm. and then when I was running with Don McGregor, I learned a lot about how tra Don trained. And Don was a really interesting marathon runner. Um, he would run one or two marathons in a year, and then he would not run. Well, he, he would run, but just jog for three or four months um, oh. to get to, to let his body recover. And he, then he would come back, and he knew exactly how to get himself fit. So it was very interesting to to run with Don and no, notice what he was doing. Mm. Not that I could do it. But I could run with him. I could train with him. So I was, I was fast enough to train with him. So mm -hmm. it, was, uh, it was all right. So th that's how it started. Um, there's a couple of other people came into that group as well. Um, Vicky Gill, who was a student in St Andrews, discovered the the group after she'd been there two years, and then she discovered the group. And Vicky uh, eventually ran thirty two forty for ten k on the track. Blimey. And she, her best was fourth in British universities. Um, so she was a very talented uh, girl. And I was able to um, shape her, her training. And she got a British vest while she was with uh, in St Andrews. Oh, fantastic. Um, running in a, in a road race. So um, Vicky was sort of the first woman that um, was in the group. Um, and, a, and then a few others came along once you, you had that. Um, they all went away. Chunky went to Germany to live there. Owen Green is a doctor in South London. And um, Andrew's in Portland. Mm. So, but 2004, that group was gone. Um, mm. And we had to try and rebuild. And it was only, a, I didn't really rebuild. I thought I was going to get, that was it. I was, I'd done my bit. They'd all gone away. And then um, a woman called Hester Dix. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Megan. Yeah. Uh, Megan Crawford and Helen Sharp mm -hmm. here at the university. So I, just on my way out, I saw them. And Helen hadn't, Helen hadn't run before. Hester had, um, and Megan had really not been a serious runner at all. Um, she came from Giftnook North, but she just said, I just played about, I didn't, I didn't run. And that got me interested again, and we started building a women's group uh, from that, which is, well, you, you've seen what it is now. Absolutely. So it's, and it's taken, taken that long, though. It's taken 12 years to, to build it up to that. So I've been coaching Megan since she was 18. Um, wow, okay. Yeah. And suddenly... And Megan didn't still... All of these groups that came to... either came to the university or, or were in that group, I send out the training schedules um, in blocks, and most of them still do it. 
Um, so, I mean, if I ask Megan what she's doing, she says, I'm doing what's on your schedule. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you want to know? <laughs> that's, that's, that just shows, the, I guess, the, the trust there. But, I mean, so Megan, uh, you mentioned Andrew Lamoncello. We, you know, we know Del Ray well in here. These are, you know, a lot of people are excelling at the, the marathon distance. Is there any, uh, you know, listeners would um, shoot me if I don't ask you, what, not, what are your sort of... Um, what comes to mind when you're when you're looking at developing a marathon block for for one of your athletes? What do you think is important? Well, I was really interested to see to hear um, Calum and Derek talking about a block, a marathon block before, and they were things doing things like um, twenty six weeks. I think he said that. If you look back, he did, it, was, yeah. it, was, it was something like that. Um, that's just his show. I was listening. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't bluffing <laughs> um, and I think what I, I've found where you, where you have the um, traditional uh, Lydiard stuff where you have endurance, strength endurance then, then you have speed endurance then you have a bit of speed and then a taper if you do it in that order and spread it over 26, um, six, 26 weeks, what really worries me about that, there are very few people that are really going to take advantage of that. Maybe Callum, because he's so focused on one event at the end of it. Mm -hmm. But if he gets to the day and he's got a cold, yeah. then the 26 weeks are wasted. So for people of the standard, I mean, Derek's almost in that as well. The people for the standard that I'm talking about, Megan's run 240 for a marathon, which is terrific. Um, Absolutely. And uh, it was Kevin Lewis and uh, Lewis, um, uh, what's Lewis's set name? That's just my head going. Um, well, one of the current five runners. Lewis, yeah. Rod Lewis Rogers, is it? Yeah, Lewis Rogers. Yes, yeah. they were they were training for a marathon before this uh, coronavirus. Uh, oh, okay. And I said to him, I think, look, you're good guys, but you're not that good that you want to be. You're not running sub two ten. <laughs> so I think what you want to do is have a bit of fun as well. So what I do is I layer the Lydia blocks and other way around, so you're doing them all at the same time. Okay, that's interesting. So, so instead of having, um, you can emphasize a little bit more of, say, strength endurance uh, on one week. But I, I chop it up into four-week blocks. And I've kind of found that if you go over 16, it goes stale. So you can get away with 10 weeks or 12 weeks. 12 weeks is better. And just do the blocks like that. And it allows you to race as you progress mm. as well. What you're doing uh, is, is just doing all the linear blocks, you're just doing them in a slightly different order. And that's, that's what I do on that. And it lets, it lets them do the racing. And th what that means is that then you can plan the racing to build up to the marathon. So for example, over the last few years, Derek has done a half marathon early March going to London. He'll do the Tom Scott. And you can you could you could run in a relay, a three mile leg in a relay, it doesn't matter. It's just mm -hmm. some training. And then build it up slowly into into the the marathon itself. 
and I found that works with uh, athletes that are running sort of 220 to three hours and things like that. Mm -hmm. Everybody that does it seems to get better. I haven't had any failures with it. Um, so it's a sort of interesting way of th thinking about it. Of course, everyone's different. You've got to pay attention to everyone mm -hmm. when you're doing that. So they all write diaries and give me the diaries and I go through it with them. Um, you're looking like the first person to do a diary for me. Uh, she um, wrote down the diary and there was a fat leg on a Wednesday. And she says, you don't like doing... <laughs> Don't like doing fat legs. You know, there's nothing I can get about the fat leg. Don't like Wednesdays. <laughs> I said, "All right, we'll do the fat leg on a Monday." <laughs> so, I mean, you can play about with this. You can you can move it slightly differently. But I think the Lydia blocks uh, just in the traditional way that Lydia presented it. I, I think is great risk that you get bored mm. and lose it and lose, you don't get the day either. Yeah. I have to say, you know, in this, as you know, club runners today, there's so many races you want to run. And, you know, particularly if you're running a spring marathon, you've got, you, we talked about the cross country fixtures. Everyone, we want to run the national cross. You know, you've got East League fixtures, which are not, you know, let's be honest, they're not as important in the grand scheme, but you want to go down and run at Broxburn. You want to run the Tom Scott. You want to run the road relays. And I find it really difficult to, to actually try and not end up racing every two weeks on the yeah. spring marathon build-up. You've got to kind of pick and choose a wee bit. Well, that's what, that's what I should say. You, you, what we tend to pick uh, a half marathon uh, six weeks out and a, a slightly shorter one. Like Tom Scott's a great one, 10 miler. Uh, and that's four or three weeks out. Mm -hmm. And that, that, that's enough. It just gives you... Had a little um, thought that's right, what's happening here? Um, what we're seeing? Mm. And talk to the athlete about it. That's interesting. Um, but uh, and when coaches, I don't actually think coaches do much. <laughs> Most coaches you know and you respect are really there because they have got good athletes to start with. And if you've got good athletes, it attracts more good athletes. And you can see that at all sorts of levels. Mm. Nearly all the good runners around St Andrews come to our group. Mm. They eventually find their way there um, because they see what's going on. And that's not, I don't think that's anything to do with the technical stuff that we do. Although it, I, I, I call it Lydia with a twist. Everybody's got. <laughs> Everybody's basically doing Lydiard and they're doing it slightly differently. Okay. Um, but it wouldn't surprise you if I were, I, do, I have done this, but if I went down and saw Steve, uh, Steve Doyle's group um, in Kirkcaldy, mm -hmm. got we'd just be doing the same stuff, basically. I went to, with Limoncello, I went to the Florida State for a fortnight and, and Bob Bremen invited me out. Um, because they'd taken Vicky Gill as well, who was very successful for him, and, and Andrew, and they said, well, they wanted to know who I was, and I went out for a fortnight. And it was like meeting myself. That's <laughs> 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 why I, I call, we, sh we shared the same prejudices about training. 
just, oh. <laughs> they were just the same stuff, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, we do that. Yeah, it is. <laughs> this is how you do it. So it's. Um, I, th I think most coaches are like that. They're, they're honest with each other. Mm. I, th I think what coaches do, though, ring. Um, and, and it was nice listening to that interview with uh, Laura and Sue from uh, Scottish Athletics. Mm, yeah. They bring organisation. I think that's what coaches do. They say, trust me, do this, it'll work. Mm -hmm. If the athlete does it, usually it does work because, you know, otherwise, when I, when I was training, I mean, I wish I knew then what I knew know now. <laughs> I would just go out for a run. It's probably the worst way of training. Yeah. <laughs> Never did anything. It was, well, run, oh, that was good. <laughs> I enjoyed that. <laughs> but I think you're right. You're right. I mean, it's about you know athletes. You want accountability. You want someone who you've got to answer to. You you want and you, it's that trusting. And you know, you, I think you're very modest there. You're saying about the groups. And it's, for me, it's you know. Yeah, success does breed success, but that it's not a coincidence that that five you that woman it's not just as a club, but the women's team is particularly strong. And yes, they're all encouraging each other, but they're obviously doing the right work. And I tell you what, I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying what is becoming a bit of a modern uh, rivalry, the Fife and the Metro Ladies, the two very <laughs> strong teams there, and it's like the old. It feels like the new firm. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's, 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 and the great the great fun the, the group that is, is really led by the women in behaviour. Uh, they set the tone of the, the sessions. They'd, they're really nice young women. Uh, they're not bitchy in any way. There's none of that goes on. And the men behave as if they were talking to. They behave themselves. <laughs> and, I mean, the, the, the sessions and they all they all train hard. And it, actually, there's quite a lot of people because the group's made up of Fife AC runners and any student that wants to come because we use yeah. the student track, um, and and they behave as well. And they're they're really nice. So there's some quite, really quite poor runners, and the good ones are very supportive of the poor ones mm. as well. They say nice things to them. And yeah. it's, it's really, it's really nice to see. That's important. Yeah, it's important at a club is that encouragement. I mean, nobody wants to, I think, uh, you know, nobody wants to join a, a club where, you know, it, it becomes cliquey or, or um, you know, or exclusive. You want, you want, you can have, I'm a firm believer that you can have inclusivity of everyone and promote the, the, the top end and everyone to improve. Um, Chris, Chris Jones, when he was working at Kings Barnes, used to drop in on the way home sometimes. Because he lives in Dundee and worked in Kings Barnes in his previous year. Mm -hmm. There was one night that Jamie uh, Crow came out oh, across yeah. to train with him. And Chris was so unassuming. He just joined in what we were, everybody else was doing. We just, that was what's the session he would say to me. Well, that's the session. I do do that. And there was oh, one night, nice. it was fast and slow 200s. And uh, Logan, Logan Reese was there. Oh, yeah. Well. Oh, and they were beating each other up. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. They just told everyone else to stay away. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But if it was 200s, they did the 200s, which is... <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a hell of a show then, actually, when you've got boys like that lining up, blimey. Yeah, they, they, they were uh, nice guys. It was sort of, uh, that, that was when the Dundee track was closed. Ah, I see. Uh, ah, good result for you guys. So, Ron, um, I could speak to you all night, but um, um, but before I let you go, um, we're going to take you through some fart-like questions. Right. <laughs> so I don't know if you've been preparing I, for I, this I, or not. I've heard these. You might have well, heard them. I, was, I, was try- <laughs> I, knew, I knew I've written down here, practice a fart-like question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, am I, am I working? No, it's okay. It's a Thursday, so fart, we can do it today. It's not a Wednesday, so that'll be yes. fine. Um, we're, we're trying to freshen them up, but some of them you'll recognise are some new ones. So are you ready? Yes. Miles or kilometres? Uh, kilometres. Ah, Except for marathons. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I would have put money on you being a marathon. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Rest day or recovery run? For good runners, recovery runs. For me, I'll have a rest. <laughs> <laughs> Favourite movie? Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. <laughs> that is a new answer. Good and straight. <laughs> no del- no uh, pausing there. Pasta or rice? Uh, it's... Either, either. I, I, I eat everything. <laughs> just, plen- just plenty of it. Um, running hero. Oh dear, oh dear, running hero. Who would be that? Ah. I mean, you've already mentioned so many names, I'm not sure. That's a hell of a difficult one to pull. I think Zatapik. But cool. I, was really, I was really too young. It's just reading about them rather than and watching the movies of them. Mm-hmm. I think to win three Olympic medals, Lassie Vieren nearly did it, but not quite. He went five, ten, and fifth in the marathon. Mm. But Zatapet won all three. That's, nice. that's hard to beat. Yeah, that that um, was a Helsinki performance. That's an, an absolutely incredible. Um, yeah. Okay, good one. Um, that's a that's a that's a good answer. Favorite cross country venue? May have been better asking me a, a road one. Something <laughs> flat. Kirkcaldy <laughs> <laughs> K- 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 Short Course. <laughs> nice. That is the the new one. The one you used recently. Yeah. That is a night. Nice, yeah, I like that. Very. Well, it's, uh, my, it's my course. <laughs> is it? All right. Okay. <laughs> Guess it was doing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, morning shuffle or evening saunter? Oh, e- evening, evening. <laughs> Pre-race meal? Don McGregor taught me this. A piece and jam. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was it. He said, have a piece and jam, you'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Carbs, sugar, it's all good. <laughs> That's it. Least favourite running race? Least favourite. Well, that that be that be nasty, wouldn't it? I tell the nineteen eighty nine national, I think, at Rickerton. It was over ploughed fields. Oh no! <laughs> I'm I'm not late enough, like Nat Muir, to skip through it. <laughs> You know, I remember, I can't, it must have been maybe 2008, 2009, 
the East Districts were held in a field, you know, near the start of the Cooper Five. Oh yes, you remember that that venue, and that was like a that was like a stubble field. Nobody will go there anymore. <laughs> Do you know, what? I've got I've got really fond memories of there because I had a good run. But actually, but anyone I know who ran there just said it was they hated it. It was just because you I think you did two laps of the field, then you went up the hill. Yeah, we, yeah. That, I remember running in that field thinking, God, this nobody, is not cross country. Alan Jackson won't bring an event there anymore because nobody comes. <laughs> so. Uh, it, I keep it keeps saying we'll get no venues for the East District League. I said, we'll go to Cooper. You need to some grass there first, I think. So it, it continues with what I call is close to the fourth <laughs> yeah. league. <laughs> close to the fourth. I've got to say, the close to the fourth is uh, is actually from a, uh, speaking as an Aberdeen-based runner. It's not the end of the world. It's when you when you send it to galas when we start getting a wee bit. Uh, yeah, so, some, some going to Gala next year. It was the Masters, is it? Okay. It was the Masters. Yeah. yeah. Um, right, moving on. Co or Ovet? Oh, Ovet. Nice. I like it. Lemoncello or Ray? Me? <laughs> Who's Ray? Del Ray. Derek Ray. Oh, hard one. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I've never thought of that. Yeah, I mean, um, if it helps, I'm I'm 100% sure Derek Ray listens, and I'm only about 20% sure whether Lemoncello listens. If that helps influence your answer, both of both of them were terrific at training and organising themselves. Derek is very focused, and he does. Both of them did what we agreed it was to be done, and that was very rewarding as a coach. And then watching them develop and doing that, so I really couldn't couldn't pick. I, w- I would have to say the Lemoncello, although he didn't come out the way I thought it was going to be at the end. He ran a couple of fabulous times, the eight twenty twenty two steeplechase, mm. which is the second fastest to Tom Hanlon by Scott. And the 2757 10,000 meters. I think Derek's not got that yet, but he's getting there. So, I think Derek's got a really special marathon in him soon. I'm looking forward to when that all comes together. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to put him under any pressure, but it's sitting there. Yeah, shit, yeah. Um, next up, Shettleston or Fife? <laughs> Five, but I'll always be a Shettleston. <laughs> I, nice. I, I couldn't get to the Alan Scallon this year because I fell off my bike and broke two ribs. Oh dear. And I, went, I was going to run. And of course, I, t- I said to John Mackay, I, I could go on my bike, John. And Alan Jackson <laughs> in this and says, Don't let him go on his bike, he falls off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I, as Willie Drysdale ran, he ran in the first one as well. And I, I, Willie and I had been lining up to go and have it, go and run, but Willie managed to, to get there. I didn't get there at all. I was in agony, actually. I just couldn't get there oh, dear. at all. Not even couldn't have run. I was just, it was just, I couldn't have stood there at all. I, I'm really sorry I missed that. Mm. John says he's got me a T-shirt, but he's never seen <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're listening, John. <laughs> <laughs> Favourite event? 
national. Nice. Favorite yeah. shoe? I always have Pegasus. Oh, fantastic. I expect that. I've got the same shoe size as Andrew. Okay. So when Andrew, when he was in America in the winter, he'd come and stay with us um, over the summer and run the European circuit. And he just left piles of shoes lying about in the same size. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I've still got tons it's <laughs> <laughs> a that's a pretty nice coaching perk and a, and a case of um olympic stuff oh <laughs> i must get them to come and take away fantastic the next question i'm not uh, i guess you're sitting there with a glass of red wine but favorite beer jukers pale ale oh fantastic great choice Go to training session, and that can be either now or when you were um, running at your prime. Go to training session. Yeah. What would be the session you would just think? You know, I'm gonna head. That's the you're just gonna the, the session you would go out and bash out just because that's the the session you liked. It was one that I, I learned from Don McGregor. It it was at hundred meters or a hundred steps uh, fast, a hundred uh, fifty slow repeated for eight or nine mm. minutes and then do it backwards <laughs> not running backwards <laughs> so it's, it's a fat like it's a ah, so you're uh, counting your steps you're just counting your steps uh, because you've got to remember when I, we grew up we didn't have watches there wasn't distributed watches ah, of course yeah in those days so we just go and do it on the beach in st andrews <clears throat> wow you know, on that, just diverting a wee bit, I read a story about you, and I, I want to know if it's true or not. <laughs> you were, that you were, there was an opportunity to run in like a video on the West Sands recreating the Chariots of Fire, but you didn't because it would require you to shave your beard. Is that right? It, it's almost right. It right, was okay. The, it was a, the film. It was the actual film? It was the actual film. Don McGregor oh, had the wrangler, the wrangler for, the, um, for all the athletes. The, the extras. So uh -huh. people like um, Gary Keaston were in it. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, there's the, and Terry Mitchell. Have you heard of Terry Mitchell? Yeah, I know the name, yeah. Terry. Um, and all these guys. And I, I went along and there was 13 of us. And they only wanted 12. And they said, you'll have to shave off your beard. Why? And, I know. Because people of that time didn't have beards. Oh, right. Time. Okay. Fair. That's what I'm saying. And everybody get a haircut as well. <laughs> so you have to shave off your beard. And I said, ah, I don't think so. Because I, I didn't think the film would be made. <laughs> 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 Oscar. Bugger, bugger, bugger. Yeah. <laughs> and this stayed with me for years. You know, all around the university, I would go to have a meeting and someone would say, oh, weren't you in Chariots of Fire? Bloody well, no. <laughs> Excellent. That, that's another pub quiz question. That's, uh, that's great. Um, mm. Where am I? Sorry, I'm diverting here. Um, two more to go. Uh, Favourite place to run? Tensmere Forest. Nice. I think someone else Absolutely said that fun. recently. We used to run there every Sunday. We did do 15s, 16s, things like that. Just gorgeous. Mm, cool. Especially if it's windy. And although it's never windy in St. Andrews. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so if you could run one more race, you were only able to let, to lace up one more time in a race. It can be a race you've already done. It can be one that you've never done that you've always wanted to do. What would the race be? Race. Where would I race? Uh, I think I've gone past all that. I was really sorry to miss the Alan Scally this year. And, nice. and I, it's in my mind that I've got to go back. Nice. Because I, I knew Alan Scally well. He was a lovely man. And I just like to go back and do it. No, that's a nice answer. Yeah. Well, the Alan Scallies is one that we've got on our growing TRS to-do list. Um, yeah. So that's uh, we'll hopefully see you there next year. Well, Ron, thank you so much for coming on. I mean, this has been, the time has flown by. Just before you go, um, we didn't touch on, Alec and I started recording all the stuff on what we call the archive. Okay, which, yeah. Which we were doing, um, this is my van vanity as well. Since I've got a, a Scottish uh, team medal, I wanted to make a website of all the team medalists and individual medalists in all championships in Scotland, including district. Nice. And we've spent hours doing that. Um, and Alex just, with the COVID uh, shutdown, uh, Alex been emptying his loft the same way. It was one day last week you sent me 23 emails. <laughs> wow. With stuff on it. And it's got nearly not quite, but it's got an awful lot of them. So if anyone is listening has got any that are not in there, what we're trying to do as ah, well, we're cool. trying to get first names for things. If you get any results that we don't have, and or any first names that we don't have, please get in touch and just tell us what they are uh, so we can try and get this uh, archive completed. I don't suppose we'll ever get it completed because the, the first race was in about 1886 uh, or something like that. Oh, wow. Although we've got a programme from a year later in the National. Wow. Um, it's, it's, it's a hell of an archive. And for listeners who haven't checked out, I mean, I remember when I f first got involved um, seriously in our sort of club uh, organisation, I spent hours and hours on it's Sal Road Running and Cross Country Medalists.co.uk. If you go to the archive that, section, that's the one. Yeah, and it's amazing. Yeah. You can, if you, listeners, you can find out. So you can look in years gone by, look at all the cross country, all the district, all, and you know, all. It's a fantastic resource. So yeah, I didn't realize that you were. I didn't realize you were about you and Alex were behind this run. So I mean, when, thank when you we, for that. When we when we took over the road running and cross country commission, that's one of the things we did. Um, it's it's also got. It sort of started with my. In his later life, my dad, my brother and myself gave my dad a computer and he was, God, he was like a child again. And <laughs> so I wanted got him something to do and I said, let's make a, an archive of all the results of the Edinburgh Glasgow. And we worked hard on that and they're all in there as well. Um, so you can look back at that race in there. Um, but we're not, it's not finished. It's um, it's a hell of a hell of a hell of a silver resource. Yeah, I have to say there's other people with John Mackay from Chetelson has done a, a huge amount of it. And Alan Potts, the next um president, uh, he uh, he's done a lot with it as well. Huge amounts of work. So lots of other people have given us stuff as well. 
like Neil, it was like Neil Donaghy gave me the second program for a Scottish Championship. I, I, I don't keep these things, I just scan them and give them back. Um, because That's, my, house, my house is probably crap uh, I'm just I'm looking at it now. I didn't realise that there's uh, you know all the programs are in there. Blimey, that's a, a hell of a yeah. resource. Yeah, it's it, there's a lot of stuff in there now. It's getting so bank holiday tomorrow. I've got some and we're under lockdown, so I can only go out the house once. So I may you I'm, so I'm once I've got my running, I may spend some time actually going looking at the the update on here. So listeners, if you've got, so, I mean, I think the contact details for Ron and Alex are on the website, but if you can't get hold of them, feel free to get in touch with us and we'll forward your 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 query or your information on to Ron and Alex to if you've got information for them. Right, I've got one last question for you, since you've been asking me questions. Wow, okay. If, if you could change one thing in Scottish athletics to improve it, what would it be? Oof, that is, blame me, that's a good question. You know, I've got a, I've got a question to ask you what you would like to see changed. Um, what would I oh, I've got a list of that. <laughs> so I think that, um, I don't, I think I'm very Northeast minded. Uh, and I, I think we, I look, I look down to the central belt with huge envy in terms of the, Particularly in Edinburgh, and Glasgow, yeah, Edinburgh and Glasgow has been the central belt, and, and you know, and, and Stirling, the then the sort of events and um, things that are happening in around there, and I, I think that's one. I think uh, there's. It would be nice to see more done. I think it's on the clubs, to be honest, up here to to lead that. But I think there would be. It would be nice to see more happening in and around hubs like Aberdeen and Inverness to really. Because for us, you know, as a club up here, we're trying to promote junior athletics and getting juniors in and encouraging them to go down to the national for a, it's a whole day out. And, you know, we can't, uh, it's, you know, that, okay, the national's one day, so it's maybe a poor example, but it's difficult for us to, to get regular. So I think that the work that's happening, there's so many fantastic things happening in Scottish athletics. And I guess sharing, maybe sharing it around the country more would be, would be good. I remember when the, the national track champs were in, were in Aberdeen a few years ago, that was a great day. Um, we're happy to travel, but I think that Scottish clubs are like to once in a while not have to travel is, is a kind of my first uh, thing that comes to mind. Yeah, I, I, I think everybody's aware of that. Um, one of the things that we're doing now, of course, everybody's doing it. You can't go, um, the Northern clubs, even go to St Andrews to meetings in Edinburgh is a pain in the arse. They, I think with the new technologies that we've just been using recently, it's, uh, there's going to be more representation of the outlying uh, away from central belt clubs. Because mm -hmm. you can go to a Zoom meeting, like the East District League meeting, uh, or as I call it, the, yeah, the fourth district league meeting. Welcome <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. to <laughs> the third. Um, and stuff like that. So I, I, mm, that's I, interesting. Next week, Ted, um, who's the chairman of the East District Committee, uh, Cross Country Committee, is going to run it as a virtual meeting uh, on Zoom, and he's going to invite all the clubs in the East to it, and that'll be our first. Wow, that's cool. Uh, there's also things like um, selection. Selectors, the selectors tend to be. Edinburgh based around about there, you know, up the fourth again. 
So you have hardly anyone from, you know, picking East District teams from Aberdeen. Five souls a forgotten place because people think of uh, Edinburgh and Dundee and miss mm -hmm. it a bit in the middle. And uh, nobody gets to be a selector there. So I think it, things are going to change naturally because of the mm. fact that we're using technology and everything. I think the there's a couple of things I would like to see. I'd like us to solve the road running problem, but I don't know how to do it. So um, one thing on the road running problem, and we're on that, you, you know, question, things also challenges. I would like to see more opportunities for athletes to represent Scotland on the roads. And I think that, you know, I think that the, the cross country, there's some great opportunities and um, club athletes love to represent Scotland. Now, if, uh, you know, that, the, you know, and that's a real, it's a real, I, you know, I know from, I know in Biasley at home with my wife having run for Scotland. I know club mates who have run for Scotland or club mates who are on the edge and, you know, little things like, you know, the teams in even recent years have gone to Leeds Abbey Dash. Um, you know, it, it struck me, I was at the Berlin Marathon last year and there was an England team there and, I, and same the year before when I was in Frankfurt. I think you would be surprised that athletes would be, would be, if opportunities like that are out there and known, people would be really, it, it might drive performance even more on the roads. And I think that, um, you know, I, I don't know what the, the, the budgeting side of it is, but athletes, athletes, if you give athletes a vest, a lot of athletes would, would happily pay their travel and accommodation to go to an event to represent Scotland. I think that's, um, I think that there's that hunger for it and there's not, there's not, doesn't appear to be that many opportunities. Yes, I agree. Um, it used to be more, I mean, my day, the early 70s, when we had outstanding endurance runners, as they'd, they'd get invites to events in Spain, cross-country invites. Um, but I, I think road running cross-country are not as well represented as hills or track and field. Mm -hmm. um, Mark Pollard trying very hard to do that, but the, the efforts tend to be from Glasgow down to uh, meetings in Birmingham and Manchester and things like that. Mm -hmm. Or it, it doesn't really, if you don't live there, when you start in St Andrews, it's an hour and a half before you get to Glasgow. Ron, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, yeah, I hope that you stay safe through the, the rest of the COVID um, difficulties. And we look forward to seeing you at a race once we get back up and running. Yeah. Right. Okay. One, one last thing to say to you. I, I, I really like your shows. And the reason that I, I realised that I like them is that you're so upbeat with them. <laughs> Thank I, you. I, 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 I have lived through times where this sport was ripping itself to shreds. And you're not, you're the absolute opposite, and that's terrific. And most of Scottish athletics is the opposite now. Mm. They're supportive of each other. Everybody is just almost on the same, same tune. Mm -hmm. and, uh, that, that's really nice to see. Um, well, thank so, you very much. Thanks for that. I, I listened to, yeah, I listened to a lot of it last week. <laughs> Great. Right. Well, okay. all the best, and we will catch up soon, Ron. Great. Okay. Thanks. Cheers. Fantastic. Thanks for again, Ron, for coming on the show, and yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing part two uh, in my next long run, hopefully. So, so Tom. We've got a little bit of news, funnily enough, uh, despite the lockdown and 
not really much happening in the world of, of athletics. But uh, race calendar update, Great North Run is now been, and the Manchester uh, races are now, have now been cancelled. Yeah, which is, uh, I mean, it's not a surprise. So Great North Run is not a surprise. I mean, I saw they were expecting a record 60,000 people this year. So, you know, for September, even the most optimistic about, amongst us would agree that that was, that is not a surprise that that one's been knocked on the head. A big shame. Uh, Great Manchester as well. That's, you know, again, it's a big race. Um, and yeah, I guess we're now eagerly awaiting the London decision. I mean, I think we're all pretty agreed that London's not happening for Joe public and include myself in that the question will be is there going to be any form of elite race um and do you know i actually would like to see an elite race the more i think about it because you know live we're getting real sport back and we'll come to the impossible games in a minute but the premier league's going to start next week there's you know other sports are starting up so from a professional sport perspective i guess it comes down to money and is it worth them putting it on but you know people would i would watch the london marathon if it was an elite race if i couldn't run yeah, I would as well. I think it'd be, it'd be, but also, is it not going to act as an Olympic qualifier? Or is that, or is it just going to be a race? Or mm, good question. Be? Good question. And they, I, that's a very good question. I don't know if they've announced that yet because actually, you could, uh, it, we know it doesn't count for the standard, but I think London said they were going to just try and get an exemption on that. Um, but you know, on a, on a slightly different note in terms of races, one bit of news that gave me a tiny little bit of hope for Valencia is that last week, Valencia. And now confirmed that they, together with the Fukuoka Marathon, which are both, they're the only two, um, I think, platinum races that are going to happen after lockdown whilst within the Olympic window. I read that, which I'm not quite sure that's the case because surely the spring marathons in 21 will count. Anyway, regardless, the result, the result of this statement is that the top 10 finishers for at the at Valencia and the Fukuoka Marathon will both automatically qualify for the Olympics, provided they're selected by the federation. So if you run, so you know, I think I think there's a even if you don't run the time, if you're fifth at Valencia, you would you would be, you, they would be considered to have a an Olympic qualification. All right, wow. which is cool. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'll share the link on the show notes for you people to see that. But that makes me quite um, a little bit more confident it'll happen but then maybe that much means it's going to be an elite field I don't know fingers crossed there'll be you know things will be a little bit less you know there's all these phases at the moment isn't there everyone we're coming into yeah. phase two soon hopefully in Scotland and I don't know what it's like in, in Valencia but fingers crossed you it'll be okay and Tom will get to run his PB hopefully by the end of the year oh. eh? look at that I'll bring you right up the top of the rankings Tell you what, there'll be no bloody half marathons to tune up for. Tune up with—that's the problem. They're always getting knocked on the head. You can do a half marathon next to me in the twenty-four hour attempt. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, you feel like forty-minute miling. Running a five and a half minute mile, and I'm running <laughs> eight minute I was thinking about that. If I, if depending on what time of day you start, maybe I can do. If I double run both days, I'll maybe get like I can get four runs in in the same. Period. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That you could four runs with Tommy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so that is terms of the the races that are coming up. That's the only new bit of news. Um, so anyway, yeah, we'll see. Uh, the other also, bit. Um, what are we gonna say? No, done. Uh, we you also had a, a wee watch of the 
the impossible games, which is reimagined Diamond League competition, eh? I did, did watch, it. watch it. I did actually. So it was pretty cool actually. As a, it was cool just to put athletics on while we were just put it on the kitchen while we were making tea. It was nice to what to actually watch some some live sports. So there was a few. It was obviously a bit of a. It wasn't quite a diamond league event. It was a little bit uh, adjusted. But you had, had like fake audience, didn't they? Like they had. They, had, <laughs> they did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cardboard cutouts of random folk. Eh? Oh, cool. But what was I guess there was three things that I, I enjoyed watching. The first was the the fact they had it was like the Garden Games. They had the uh, pole vault running simultaneously oh, wow. with Duplantis in the stadium in Oslo, and they had um, Lavelle in, a, in his garden jumping. Who, who jumped something ridiculous in his garden? He didn't. He got beaten, but still, he's doing it in his garden, which is pretty impressive. And it's quite How big is his garden? Like it wasn't that big, but they'd obviously just like put in a, a runway and a. <laughs> And the the big mat and stuff—it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was so that was quite novel. Jesus, it's it's it was very clever. And then the other so the second thing I quite enjoyed watching was the um, the hurdles where we had um, Warholm. He ran the three hundred meter hurdle world record, and I guess okay, that's not a not a common distance. Man. So, <laughs> but fair enough, you know, Carson Warholm is the is the best hurdle in the world at the moment. So it's not, um, especially with, you know, 400. So it's not surprising that he, he runs that time. But to run it on your own, it's pretty difficult, actually. Yeah, it's pretty um, cool, yeah. So that was really cool in an empty stadium, apart from those little models you talked about. And then the third thing I really liked was, and this is probably my favourite thing was, is that there was, a, there was a, a competition, Norway versus Kenya, in the <laughs> two, I think it was a 2K, yeah, it was a 2,000 metre race. Yeah. But the, the Inga Britsons plus... A and other were in the A and other Norwegian were in the stadium in Oslo, and the Kenyan team were competing in Nairobi at one thousand eight hundred meters altitude. So oh. it's not that fair a playing field straight off the bat. And also, it was like driving wind and rain in Nairobi. So they were kind of <laughs> they had these like they could see the two the two races going on, and the Norwegians destroyed them. But it wasn't quite fair. But anyway, it's it quite, like cool quite cool to have it. Like, we know that the you know other than the Ingebrigtsens, the Kenyans, the Ethiopians are much quicker than us. Uh, mm. Yeah, maybe that's why. But that's that's a shame. It was obviously slightly biased to, towards Norway then, eh? Yeah, I mean to be fair, Jakob Ingebrigtsen ran a Euro- European two K record in four fifty. So it wasn't you know they weren't it was still a bit of a spectacle on that point. And they actually used the I think for the pacing of the world record they used the. You remember at the Highgate night of ten thousands last year when they had the because they had the Olympic qualifier yeah, right. pace on dots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had dots on the track from to <laughs> to follow, which is pretty cool. And you know, it was it was just good to see sport back. You know, and watch about yeah. Diamond League, and it's I guess they're, they're having to be quite, um, um, yeah, they're having to be quite inventive, creative, inventive, yeah. exactly, inventive in what the, the way they're doing it. So be interested to see how they. To continue on if, there, if there's any, any more to come I think that's quite cool you know if, if we can do bits like that I, you know it makes it a little bit quirky I see uh, Jakob's record was uh, previously held by Steve Cram in 4.53 so it's, oh, wow. he, he got a fair chunk that. out of it three seconds so but then again you know if you've got a light you know you just have to get be quicker than that light at the end of the by the finish line so yeah um, what's your cool. take what's your take on that because I remember last year at the Highgate 10, there was a bit of a discussion on 
people saying, oh, pacing, you know, you, are you allowed external aids? You're supposed to pace yourself. It's part, you know, I'm a, I'm a big believer that pacing is part of the skill of running. Um, you know, when I hear people going like, oh, big shout out to so-and-so who paced me to my partner on PB, I roll my eyes, you know, that I'm like, I, I've got, I really, I've got much more respect when someone goes out and, you know, runs it. Yeah, you can get paced through some of it, but at the end of the day, the last kilometer is on you. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of. It's pretty cool from a technology perspective, but I kind of think, is that you could argue that's giving you more of an advantage than shoes. Yeah, I mean shoes and the pacer. Ucha, mm. that's a recipe downhill course recipe for success, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I don't mind. Do you know, I don't really mind. Eh? I mean, there's that much technology kicking about these days. It's uh, you know, there's there's a. Uh, yeah, I think it's. I think I, if I if I had the opportunity to to run a fast five k in a pair of alpha flies and a light, I would take it, man. I would take mm. it because it's a legit PB. You know, it's and the same thing you could say. Oh, yeah. Point to point with a massive tailwind. <laughs> that's, that's legit, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You know, well, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I'm speaking to someone who's who's run point to point with a massive tailwind this year. I, I really, I'm more than happy to say that doesn't count, but I think that's totally different to the alpha flies. I think the shoe, I, for me, the shoes are absolutely legit. They're within the rules. Whereas yeah. at point to point isn't within the rules. That's the difference. So if anyone's got a pair of alpha flies they could give me for this UK uh, <laughs> nine for this treadmill attempt, I'll, I'll happily take it. <laughs> I'll give you them back after 24 hours. <laughs> Yeah, worn once, uh, good yeah. as new. Although, yeah, as we were yeah. saying on Sunday, actually, 180 miles would be as much as you'd be likely to get out of a pair of alpha flies. So exactly, I'm not sure yeah. there'd be much return on them. No, nah, not, not, not anything. The carbon plate would be absolutely destroyed, eh? It would be, yeah. <laughs> it absolutely would be. I think turbos would be a good shout for you there. Nice and a nice bit of cush. Well, I still haven't had a chance to run in my turbos. Last week, I was, like I said, I was really flat. and um, I don't know if I could... Yeah, I, I still need, and, and when I did my my tempo, it was on trail, so I need to I need to give them a good run around at some point, and hopefully they'll they'll run for me, and I don't have to run for for the shoe. So we'll see how that goes. Um, well, let's. We I think that's that's it about in relation to news, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think the the one so let's one thing we've, we said we'd do is give a is just. A sort of quick review, talk up review on this um, on the Endure tea. So we've done, you know, we've reviewed. We're trying to get more reviews to share our experience with the listeners. We've had Active Root on. We've had a, a, you know, the Nike Infinity Run React have been on. We're looking forward to hearing Kyle review a bunch of different treadmills uh, in the coming uh, <laughs> yeah. the coming months. Well, what's the quickest, eh? But what we've both been running in um, is the the Tribe Sports Endure tea and. So I'm gonna, I'll, I mean, I'll start off. I found, I would say, it's not like the sort of normal breathable T-shirt that you would expect. You know, sometimes you get, you. I find you tend to get two types of T-shirt. The shitty free ones that are like, just yeah. like hot plastic bag, horrible, don't yeah. breathe type things you get at a great run. And then on the other end of the spectrum, there's like, you've got something that's like a, some of these T-shirts that have almost got like holes in them that you can see right through it. And it really, they seem to really breathe well. These tees, they are... The Endurity, it's almost, it's different. It's cut. You said earlier, it's almost like a silky. It's a much smoother material, but it's. I think that the, because it's got this, like it's almost like Iron Man. It's got a 
a triangle in the center of the chest and one yeah. on the back that that must allow it to breathe more. And I, I found that um, when I ran on a particularly on a muggy day yesterday, it was quite like um, it, that I felt I was definitely the breathability was there more than I expected. Well, that's exactly what I thought. I, I thought I was going to go out from a run. And the, the, I mean, I've had a similar type of material and, and I thought, nah, it's not breathable. And, and once I got going, I was absolutely fine. You know, I didn't feel that I was getting claustrophobic with it. It didn't feel like I was wearing something. It just felt natural. You know, when you wear a running vest and, you know, and a, and a good, good quality running vest, you can just go out and you don't really feel anything. It was like that. And I really like, you know, for, for especially running in the heat and running long distances, you don't want something that's chaffing. Um, and also, like, you know, I'm going to say this, part of the, the topics we have is, uh, you know, weird and wonderful injuries, Tom. I've mm-hmm. worn, because I did a long run in it, I've worn T-shirts, and by the end of it, my nipples are chaffed to hell, eh? <laughs> and, and, you know, in the worst case, there's been one time when I wore a, a white T-shirt, a, a poor quality white T-shirt, and I had these red circles on my, on my T-shirt, you know? Oh, dear. Getting in the shower after that, Tom. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's not pleasant. Yeah. But you, um, I mean, so I don't know. But you, these are pretty... I found these to be quite, as you say, chaff-free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I found. And I, I like the fitting of it as well. The bottom is, is, it's got like an elasticated bottom, so it fits really well. It doesn't kind of flap yeah. away. Um, you know, there's nothing worse than your T-shirt flapping away if it's... So in terms of the fit, for me, it, was, it fit really well, really snug. Um, but it d- didn't really in- it didn't impede in the way I ran either. So it's yeah, a, I. It's a I mean, you and I are about the same. Gone. I mean, you and I are about the same. I mean, just for context for listeners, you and I are probably about the, what similar height. I'm about five ten. What are you? About the same. About the same. Yeah, five eleven. So be tall and Of course you are. Of course you five are. 10 yeah, we're five. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, we're five similar 11. sort of height, sort of standard. Sort of, I mean. Um, yes, that sort of height, uh, and we both wore a small, which was yeah, I, I thought it was a it fit nice, athletic fit, uh, comfortable to run in, and and yeah. So I've I say I've run on it three, four times now. I'm more than happy with it. Some of the features that they've got again, and uh, you know, I, for example, antibacterial technology, which is quite standard t-shirts, but doesn't stink. I've got you know, I remember a couple of years ago, I got a premium merino t-shirt from a company who I shan't name. So, um, and they're not getting promo for this very reason. And you know, it, I thought, oh, merino—that's the way to go. That, and it stinks. Honestly, <laughs> like people say, merino is supposed to let ghost smell. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's my sweat. It was quite specific. It was stinking. <laughs> I'm always pleased. I'm always pleased when I get a t-shirt that, even if it does gather a little bit of sweat, and, and this one Aye. didn't, to be honest. But it, it, you know, it didn't stink. Um, UV protection up to SPF 50, which is vitally important when you're running in Scotland. So, yeah, um, exactly. nothing there. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and also as a as a Marvel nerd, I was thoroughly enjoyed running with a T-shirt that had it looked like it was Iron Man, you know, with that like it looks like his power is uh, is uh, is his art reactor on his chest, the shape it yeah. gives out. So if you if you want to be like Iron Man, this is the T-shirt for you. Get get your get yourself a T-shirt. TRS ten, like we say, let let support support TRS and support support to support tribe. And it'll also support TRS as well. Exactly. Support the planet as well. Tread lightly. That's what they, I like the, that slogan. I like it. So, yeah. So, it's cool. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. We're, uh, it's been, a, it's been a, a, good, a good result, that. Brilliant. 
Well, let's move on to some questions. Uh, like we said, we've, we've started doing some final questions on each other. So we've got the last sort of six, four, five, six questions to go. So I'm going to start off, Tom. What's your favourite beer? That, you know, I've been mull- this is one I've been mulling over a lot. And I think, you know, the, the beer I, I sort of seem to come back to the most, really enjoying is um black isle brewery oh really yellow ha- yellow hammer oh no do you know what i i do like black isle brewery but i get a stonking hangover with that <laughs> i remember going to belgium one year and i remember the following day thinking my head my head just exploded with, it, it was that bad a hangover and i remember uh i was i wasn't driving mine definitely wasn't driving i couldn't drive um, and I ended up saying, you need to pull over and I just chundered oh dear all my black isle yellow hammer and my my uh, what was it the blonde ale what's it called black isle bl- I think it's black isle blonde yeah what's your boy I so, think I, never, never again Tom I don't know what anyway it's a weird one like, I just seem to be like it's one that I love to grab it's quite local you know I can get it in some local shops here but you know close follow ups I've, I've re- genuinely really enjoyed drinking the windswept blonde the last couple of weeks that's a real Really nice beer. In fact, I actually bought some more. And I'm also um, I'm also a big fan of Punk IPA. You know, I mean, it's standard. You can't, you, what can't you love there? So it's a cl- closely fought competition. And, uh, you know, yeah, I think that, that's what edges it. Yellowhammer. You, what about you? It's a good one. Uh, <clears throat> before all this craft beer came about, it was just a good old, um, it's just a good old Stella, you know? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. That was fat. That was uh, you know, white lightning, and that's not beer, mind you. But uh, white know, lightning, yeah. Teenager, as when I was doing my part-time job uh, when I was at school, my uh, you know, our, the the chef, the head chef, the, the barman would come over and get me a pint of Stella, you know, after my pot washing, and it was brilliant. You know, a nice cold Stella was, but that that was that was like you know half my lifetime ago. But now, Tom. I'm a bit of a beer snob. I'm I'm the same as you. I really like uh, you know the I'd really like the windswept blonde, but it's got to be a punk IPA for me. And Debbie does you know she she's a big fan of it, but she she just doesn't understand why I like it so much. And it must just be the grapefruit. I don't know, but I really like a nice cold punk IPA, and uh, it just does it for me. Eh? Nice, but just just tickles my fancy, you know. You say, he says he's a beer snob, but that whatever you've got in your hand there, I mean, <laughs> why why do you even have that in your house? Because that's all I've got. It was ATP <laughs> from Home Bargains, and I just bought a heap of them. Don't know how long lockdown's going to last, whether or not um, I get my hands on any fancy beers. But uh, you get you get your order, and I've I've been uh, I've, that's it's, do you know that's the problem with the bloody lockdown. We our recycling's not been taken, so a number of like. Brewdog and windswept and fierce boxes I've got in the garage that are just getting stacked up. It's, it's not so good. Mental. Anyway. But anyway, this favorite... is the last one, so I'm going to be back on the back on the good stuff hopefully next nice. week. Nice. Favourite book? Favourite book? Now, it would be a running book, but um, it's it's not. It's uh, The Curious Incident, The Dog in the Nighttime. Have you heard of that, that, I that have. book? I've, I've heard of it and I've read it. It's a fantastic book. Now, um, my cousin's, uh, he's got, he's got autism and, and you know what, it just, I think it's just fascinating how it, it's an account of a, an autistic, um, 
kid and, and it's just brilliant. I, I really encourage you to listen to it. Um, not listen to it, but you probably can listen to it in an audio book, um, but to read it. It's a fantastic book. So, um, yeah, give that a listen. Nice. What about yours? Do you know, I I mean, if I think of, I've read a lot of books I really enjoyed. I'm actually reading a book at the moment called Inside a Marathon, which I'm really enjoying. Uh, I really enjoyed Shoe Dog last year when I read that. I really enjoyed um, some of the, uh, the um, Arder and Finn books that we've, um, you know, way of the, the Way of the Runner and whatnot. Yeah. Run with the Kenyans, uh, Rob Bond to Run. But you know, if I think of which book have I really like, I've just been blown away by it. It's probably as a kid. And I really, I was such a big fan of um, His Dark Materials by Philip Pullman. And The Amber Spyglass is probably my favorite book of all time. Oh. Nice, yeah. nice. Right. right, next one I've got is uh, miles or kilometers. Miles, you? miles. Ah, it's got to be. I'm a mile man. Like people who work in kilometers just do my head in. You know when you try to convert running in kilometers and your your watch is set in miles and they're like, oh, I just you hear a watch <laughs> beeping double this double the time your watch beeps. Just just can't stand it, you know. Yeah, I try to convert. It's ironic. I mean, I work in, you know, completely metric at work. You know, we're drilling wells. We're talking about meters in depth. You know, it's it's really, you know, we don't talk. I'm not someone who talks in feet like these American drillers. But yeah, I uh, I can't I, I can't convert to kilometers. It's uh, miles for me. <laughs> Favorite distance. That's a really good question now because I, I don't maybe maybe it'll be a uh, hundred and something miles by the end of <laughs> by the end of August, eh? But at the moment <laughs> I think uh, my favorite distance is hundred K. I like that distance. It's not nice. Depends how hilly your course is, but I quite like I think it's a doable distance. It's not hundred miles at the moment, bloody hell it's it's a long way. You know UTMB was a hundred and mm. five miles, but hundred K is doable. You can do it in one day. Usually, anyway. What about you? Marathon. It's got to be. Oh, I love it. I love everything about the marathon. Too. I love. Yeah, I mean, I love. I think it's. I love the sort of. There's so many stories of the marathon distance, and you know, there's as a, as an athletics fan, it's this. It's a long enough race that so much can unfold. Tactics come into it. You know, late on, people can fall apart. How you execute is so important. It's not just what sort of shape you're in, and you know, to run it is. It's a, one of those distances that when you finish it getting you know i've had bad marathons but a couple of days later i'll kind of reflect and go well do you know what? it's if i ran a marathon today it's pretty sweet um i think yeah i think the marathon i've in fact no i've no doubt it's the marathon clear as a whistle nice i like it um post-race treat burger and a burger pint. i yeah. thought you'd say a donut well i mean yeah i mean if you know if it's a marathon we'll go out for a steak like that's like it's steak, bottle of red wine. That is that's like the that's the sort of evening out. That's a real PB big, big uh big time one. But I mean, after a sort of local race, it'll be burger and a burger and a, <laughs> a beer at home, or you know, it'll be it'll be a treat and it'll be food related for sure. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I I think mine's um like after doing lots of ultras, I just kind of stand going you know thinking about carbs. So I I really like just. A burger's definitely one example because you've got a bit of protein in there, a bit of fat, 
you've got your mm. chips, you've got, which is carbs, I suppose, but really <laughs> <right>. <laughs> it's but definitely a beer, a nice cold beer, but at the end of it, and a good quality beer is, is definitely uh, what, I would, what I would recommend. I do like, you know, something like chicken, like hot chicken wings or something after, after a oh, run. Nice. Uh, buffalo oh, wings or something wings. like that would be yeah, quite very nice. nice. Chips with carbs, even though I said, I just uh, <laughs> said that I wouldn't eat carbs. But, um, yeah, nice. that's my one. Nice. Um, and lastly then, so the, the, what you've got one race left in your career. That's it. The COVID will go on forever, but there will be a one-day opening. You can run any race you want. What's it going to be? I, I've been thinking long and hard about this one, Tom. I've been hooning and hand, so I've got I've got three three race three uh, options. The first one, Western States. I've said that before. I'd you love to get in the ballot for that. It's such an iconic one of the oldest ultra marathons in the US. Love to do it. It's got stooped in history. Been watching some of the documentaries. Just sounds amazing to do. The second one, um, the Spartathlon in the Greece. Oh, okay, interesting. Vassas uh, Alexander running up that hill, and uh, it's inspired me to to really get involved in, you know, something like that. It just sounds epic. It sounds just, you know, the the whole country just comes together just to watch this amazing event. Probably a little bit like the comrades and uh, you know in South Africa. Mm. It's kind of like that. never heard of it. Okay, I'm just looking at it right now. Interesting. Yeah, yeah it's. So have a have a you know I'll give you the book you can have a read you you might mm, cool inspired. and then the last one the last one being uh, the West Island Way nice I think you know it's 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 one of the oldest ultra marathons in in the world is it in the world it might be uh, maybe not in the world but certainly it's the most iconic one in in Scotland in the UK and to do that and the beauty of the Highland Fling, which I was lucky enough to run 53 miles of, um, that was phenomenal as well. So to run the rest of it would be, uh, would, would be pretty cool too. Um, so yeah, that's my, so I'm, I'm going to say the, the race would probably be, I'm going to keep it local in Scotland would be the West Highland way. There you go. That's cool. I, I, I wonder whether you were going to say UTMB to have another crack at it, but oh, no. apparently no. not. It was beautiful. I would, I'd maybe do it when I'm less competitive, but nah, I'm going to have a break from that, I think. <laughs> what about you? Uh, I'm torn. So on one, it's, it would be, it's, a, it's marathon for sure. There's two, you know, on one hand, I, I love the Boston Marathon. I absolutely love it. And I would love to do it. I want to do it again. So that I'm kind of on one hand thinking, you know, it would, if I could do one more race, make it Boston because it's amazing. But on more and more in the last sort of six months, I've been thinking to myself, I really want to run the New York Marathon. Now, it's nothing to do with this. I'm not interested in five stars. I'm interested to run the New York Marathon. And, you know, having watched a lot of old races recently, uh, you know, Jeff Smith winning there, it's a really, it's got, that's got a lot of history. I think I love that. I love that about a race when you can, you know, even we get that even with some of the, you know, races we've got up here, the Metro Abdin Beach 10K, you look at the, you know, back in the day, some of the smackdowns between like Peter McCoggan and Fraser Klein, you know, I just yeah. love it when a race has got a bit of history and, you know, a lot, the US know how to do races. There's no doubt about it. And I think, I've, you know, I've loved Chicago, love Boston, you know, I love when we, we did some races on the West Coast. Um, and I think, yeah, I think it's probably New York because I, I think that I would be really sad if I 
hung up my trainers without having run New York. So yeah, New York Marathon, if I had to do one more. Really? Ah. Yeah. Very good. Like it. So, well, that, that kind of big finishes us off with the, the fartlet questions. But the final one, we missed one of them. Your beer mile time. If you were to train, you know, let's sack off our BHAGs and let's go, right? For three months, you've got to train for a beer mile. What do you think you could run a beer mile in? You know, it's really... I mean, I look back to when we did the TRS beer mile about a year ago. It's actually a shame we haven't been able to do the do the 2020 edition due to the coronavirus. But I, I think I ran like I think I snuck just under 10 minutes, which is quite embarrassing. And but I think I seem to remember uni running eight something. So I think with a bit of training, not only on the mile but more on the drinking, I think I would like to think I could get under eight minutes. Eight minutes. I think maybe like, I think, I don't know, man. I mean, I did two beer miles last year and it's not a, it's really not a walk in the park. It's the, and I don't, and I was in pretty good shape running wise then. So it's clearly the drinking I need to work on. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So set under, I was going to say, I was going to round it and say seven flat, but because you just said 652, I'm going to say 650. (laughs) (laughs) Is what you've run. I'm going to find that footage of me running it because I know you don't believe me. <laughs> like you're, you're the equivalent, mate, you're the equivalent of this uh, Hungarian lad. You need to prove it. <laughs> the guy, know, the, the footage no one knows about. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Don't see a video, you're not buying that. So I'm not buying your 651. Well, I'm going to find it and I'm going to show you it and I'm going to nice. run fast in that one day. So I reckon what do you, I think, what do you think you would top out at? I reckon I could do a 6.42. Oof, nice. I'm going to, and I might start training for, you drinking this, these shitty Peaky Blinder Pale Ales. So, the, do you know, there you go. So you need to get this B-hang out of the way and then do, do that. Do you know there was a guy, you know, there was a, shout out Will McKay in Aberdeen. He organised a beer 10K. <laughs> so it's a kilometre, <laughs> then a, a kilometre, then a beer. I don't know what time he ran. I think he said that he knew someone who could run 36 minutes, which is obscene. What he did a ten k, ten k, ten pints. Yeah, yeah. Oh. He, I don't, I don't actually know the result of it, but he said he knew someone who could run something somewhere in the thirty sixes. So that's ten kilometers with a pint after each kilometer, or before each kilometer. I assume. I tell you, he he knows how to do a beer, a, a beer combined beer and running is YP. We yeah, need to ch- keep that story for another day. Absolutely, yeah. Chat yes. about that. Yeah, he'll, he'll, I'm sure he'll know the background of that. Aye. Well, anyway then, folks, I think that kind of rounds us off. We, uh, we Do you have a TRS run of the week, Tom? You know, I've been, this afternoon, I've been mulling it over, and I, this is, there's not, just not much going on right now. I, honestly, I can't even, I've even been through the, the TRS Strava group, and nobody's doing anything special. Everyone's just <laughs> doing, I mean, there's a bunch of guys doing the virtual West Hallam Way, which is cool. Too many to pick out, though, and I've not seen any that are, that I would say are necessarily stand out. So, um, I don't know. I really don't know. Give it to... Uh... Finley, Finley. Finley, Finley's uh, got, just did a run just now on Strava and he, uh, he just called it Chopper. 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 No idea nice. why, but 
What else has he called his runs? I, I, I don't know. We're scraping the bar. We're giving it to Finley Finley, though. I just wanted to... Yeah. Let's see. Give it to Jakob Ingerbritsen. Aye. He broke Make a European it. record last week. Just to, make, just to make that even sweeter, he also earned him TRS run of the week. <laughs> so if anyone knows uh, Jakob, please please let him know that he's TRS run of the week and uh, we'll get him on for an interview, eh? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Actually, well, do you know who I'm going to give? Actually, let me. I'm going to throw. I'm going to change it up. Do you know who I'm going to give TRS run of the week to? I don't even know who he listens. I know he listened. I saw on his social media. I listened a while back. Matt Reese, the Welsh runner, and I'm going to give him it because I th- I was very impressed that last week he went to the 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 hassle of measuring out. He bought a wheel. He measured out his own 10k route and ran it and documented it, which is and watch look up look him up the Welsh runner on YouTube. It's a pretty sweet video he's got of it. And I thought that's so good in a time where so many people are. There's all these debates over times and short and distances and it's GPS and you're running laps and uncertainties. I thought this lad has gone out. He wants to know what shape he's in. So he's measured his own course and he's run, I think it's like the Lydney Lake 10K or something. I thought, kudos to you. So there, that, that's a real effort beyond just lacing up. So good on you, Matt. There you Honor go. of the week. Well done. Love it. Well done, Matt. Fantastic. Right, well, if you know any runners that you are inspired by and uh, you want to my shout out please let us know and um, and also you know it would be great to have them on the show as well if they've got a story it doesn't have to be you know top end it can be just a, you know doing anything really you know that's interesting please uh, yeah get in touch with us so and the way you can do that is tartanrunningshorts at gmail.com and um, you can also visit our website made by the fantastic Leo Connor tartanrunningshorts.com Check us out on Facebook at Tartan Running Shorts. Instagram handle that we have now is at Tartan Running Shorts. And also Twitter at Tartan Shorts. Eh? Many ways to keep in contact with us. And you know, in terms of interview, we had, Kyle and I got, went, came out the blocks flying at the start of lockdown and we, we managed to bag. A, we're really pleased with some. We've had some great guests on the last six to eight weeks. The, the list is starting to dwindle. It. We've got a couple more we're chasing, but let us know who you'd like to hear from. You know, that's... You know, we're, yeah. we're really keen to, you know, we're targeting a few people, but really nice to know who the listeners want to hear from. So get in touch. Exactly, yeah. So do let us know and send us a message and we'll, uh, we'll try and chase them up. But if you've got a contact, then, yeah, send them our way. It'd be fantastic. Right then, Tom. Well, I'll leave you to it then, will I? Yeah, we'll have a good week. Enjoy. Uh, I look forward to seeing how uh, how the, the BHAG progression goes this week and maybe exchange some messages on uh on some of the, the ideas you're talking about earlier. Have you chased that bear Brimmond Hill yet? That Macomb no, yet? Been... No, I haven't actually. No, I haven't. I, I decided to go for an easy run with Fiona yesterday. So I'll, I'll do that this week before you get like your it. hands on it. All right, don't you worry. When I get there, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, have a good week. Yeah, you and too, Tommy. I'll catch and you listen, next we'll week. We'll catch you next week. Thank you.
sometimes saunter When we train, when we train, when we train, train, train It can be savage, but never brutal Because we'll love the wind and rain You got Tommy, you got Kyle They bring news, they drink brews, they do interviews They like park run and cross country And that's a wrap.